Is it over me? Uh, and if it did shed your tears Cause I'm not worth it You see For I'm the type of boy Who's always Her pain and strife. Well, she is a 
sweeter than Cleopatra. She's got style, she's got class. Any man would want to pass, but oh no. She says she want a good life, no man to cost her pain and strife. She want a good life, no man to cost her pain and strife. She says she want a man to settle down, not a man who want a girl in a heavy town. She want a man to treat her right, not a man who want to come in late at night. She want a good life, no man to cause her pain and strife. Mm-hmm. She says she want a good life, no man to cause her pain and strife. Closer, closer to you, I wanna be sweeter. Make you 
youth and a play every single day. Them have it on them waist and if you talk too hard, then them shoot off your face. Tell me what I want, me I'm gonna keep it calm. Cause we real know I real and I kick up and I go on, it's like a gun stamp. Me can't sleep, no matter how me try to do it. Shut up, make your sleep. No matter how me try to do it, make your sleep. I feel blood in the streets. Bring back Jamaica in the time when everything was fine. One cup of coffee, then I'll go. Good morning to all our listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And to our listeners around the world, logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday, June 2nd, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, where... I read the news and we, you know what, why am I there already? We're going to be playing songs from 80s, 90s, and 2000s. I cannot forget to say that. Throwback Thursday, hashtag TVT. Thank you for joining me for Coffee Until World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Never take your eyes off what you're reading, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments. And IG at Moments with Me Media. And the me is MI. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Canada says Chinese warplanes are buzzing its North Korea reconnaissance flights. Nursing home fire kills at least two people in the Czech Republic. India is considering a panel to rule on social media takedowns. South African carrier grounds flights after running out of funds. In stores out of North America, police say four killed in Oklahoma in new U.S. gun rampage. Buffalo shooting suspect faces domestic terrorism charge. Texas shooting, police guns and schools protected from lawsuits. In Florida, Florida's red flag law championed by Republicans is taking guns from thousands of people. After mass shooting, NYC explores gun detectors in the subways. Derek Chauvin named in two new civil lawsuits regarding excessive force. In business and tech news, Supreme Court blocks Texas law that censors social media. Biden administration cancels $5.8 billion in student loan debt for former Corinthian students. In health and science news, if you drink these types of coffee, you could have lower death risk. In sports news, former Dallas Cowboys running back Marion Barber passes away at the age of 38. The late John Madden to grace cover of Madden 23 video game. In the 
Caribbean corner, Jamaican ex-con arrested in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Scotiabank enhances parental leave policy. World Athletics rejects Jamaica's under-20 girls 4 by 100 record. Out of Latin America, at least 11 dead, 33 missing after Hurricane Agatha's hit on Mexico. U.S. to allow more flight routes to Cuba in latest restriction lift. In Believe It or Not stories, Michigan mother and her three young children found shot dead in home. Surviving daughter says she's in total shock. North Carolina father and his four-month-old son gunned down at a family barbecue. And a 10-year-old shot and killed a woman who got into a fight with her mother. In entertainment news, Jada Pinkett Smith opens up about the Oscars. Slap says her deepest hope is for Will Smith and Chris Rock to reconcile. Ellen is over. Who will be the next queen of daytime TV? We're going to be back with the details right after this music break. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Why are you behaving like this? As if you've got doubts inside Baby, there's no reason to hide Oh me, oh my Pretty baby, don't be shy Oh me, oh my I'm gonna tell you why Oh me, oh my Pretty baby, don't be shy Not only good looking, you'd like to taste so fine cuisine. For you, they'd make vacancy. Baby, you've got your PhD. Oh, me, oh, my pretty baby, don't be shy. Oh, me, oh, my, I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, me, oh, my pretty baby, don't be shy. Baby, don't be shy. 
thank you to all our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I will be with you for the next hour. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for us to get into the details. And we are starting off with international news. Canada says Chinese warplanes are buzzing its North Korea reconnaissance flights. And this comes to us courtesy of CNN out of Seoul, South Korea. Canadian surveillance planes are helping to enforce United Nations sanctions um, on North Korea and are being reportedly buzzed by Chinese jets that fly so close their crews can see each other. In some instances, the Chinese warplanes have come so close the Canadian aircraft have had to change course to avoid a collision. This is according to the Canadian Armed Forces in a report that was made on Wednesday. In these interactions, PLAF, which is the People's Liberation Army Air Force aircraft, did not adhere to international air safety norms. These interactions are unprofessional and or put the safety of the RCAF, which is the Royal Canadian Air Force personnel at risk, said Dan Labuthier, media relations chief at the Canadian Armed Forces. Canada claims the alleged encounters occurred in international airspace during the most recent iteration of Operation Neon, Canada's contribution to enforcing sanctions on North Korea. It did not give specific dates but said the encounters were increasingly frequent. The Chinese aircraft sometimes came so close that their air crew were very clearly visible. The Canadian aircraft involved was a CP-140 Aurora Long Range Patrol aircraft operating out of the Kadena Air Base in Japan. Le Boudria said the plane flew out of the Okinawa base from April 26 to May 26. Canada had taken up the matter with Beijing through diplomatic channels. CNN has asked Chinese officials to comment. We're still waiting for a response. Canada's Global News was the first to report the alleged encounters. We go on to the Czech Republic. A nursing home fire kills at least two people. Two people have died and more than 50 people have been injured in a fire at a nursing home for dementia patients in the Czech Republic. The two people killed were discovered during the final stage of rescue work, a spokesperson for the emergency services said on Thursday. Uh, The fire broke out for an unknown reason on Wednesday at the facility, which is located north of Prague. Two residents were in critical condition, two others sustained moderate injuries, and 51 others were mildly injured. The patients were distributed to surrounding hospitals. The staff of the facility were able to get to safety, emergency services said. The mayor of the city, John Jacob, referred to the incident as a major catastrophe. Our next story comes to us courtesy of Al Jazeera. India is considering a panel to rule on social media takedowns. India is considering whether to set up an appeals panel with the power to reverse the content moderation decisions of social media firms, the Information Technology Ministry said, in what would be the first such move of its kind worldwide. The revelation 
came in a document seeking comments and plans for changes to IT rules that took effect last year and aimed to regulate social media content, making platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter more accountable. The document, made public on Thursday, proposed one or more such appeals. It set a deadline of 30 days for appeals against decisions by company grievance officers, while the panels themselves get a further 30 days to take up the matter. Social media firms are already required to have an in-house grievance redressal officer and designate executives to coordinate with law enforcement officials. The intermediary shall respect the rights accorded to citizens under the Constitution. The draft rules say in a newly added section referring to social media companies, Apar Gupta, executive director of the Internet Freedom Foundation, a nonprofit that advocates for digital rights, tweeted that should that should the move go through, it will increase direct governmental control over social media platforms. I have a question. Just a quick question. It seems as though social media platforms have no choice but to fall in line, right? Stay in their lanes when they go international. But for some reason, <laughs> they don't do that here in North America. Or am I wrong in my train of thought and my thinking? And not just social media, mind you. I want to say also corporations. They have no choice but to adhere once they go international. But once they're um, within the confines of North America, there seems to be some resistance to discipline, if I should say that, if, if that's the right word to use. What are your thoughts on that? Or is it just me thinking too much? I don't know. Go right ahead, correct. <laughs> the reason for that is um, the same thing, like, you know, gun control is, uh, is it uh, number two amendment, the second amendment, first amendment, freedom of speech. And until America decides to, to do more about it, unlike other countries that put a, um, put a damper on social media um, con content, America has to do that more and they have not done it yet. Mm. Yeah. It seems as though when you go, you know, when they, what's the saying? You go to Rome, do like the Romans do, and you can't argue with them. You can't push back because it's their say. And I think I shouldn't paint that with a broad brush, right? I think they know who they can interfere, who they can mess with. As we say in Jamaica, don't you know who for frightened, right? <laughs> yeah, just a <laughs> It's a crazy thing because the, 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 it's good and bad um, because as, as Sonnet said, um, with all the laws that we have, it's very loose. So, you know, they can push back and do whatever. But also, you see a lot of these innovation is coming from out of North America because the freedom that we have. Mm. So it promote more innovation and then the other part of the world catch on late, you know. So all of these new technology and stuff is all coming out of North, of North America, especially over there in San Francisco, you know. So um, it, it, it's a give and take, you know. Yeah, makes sense. Thank you, Sanat. Thank you, Dre.
South African carrier grounds flights after running out of funds. Oh, they ran out of money. Comair, the South African operator of British Airways flights, has grounded all its planes after running out of funds, the company said. The carrier, which is under administration, also operates budget airline Kulula. Those planes are also grounded with ticket sales for both airlines suspended. In a statement released late Tuesday, Comair said its administrators have advised that the process to raise the necessary capital is in progress and that there is reason to believe such funding may be secured. Once received, the airline will be able to recommence operations, but regrettably under these circumstances, the practitioners have no choice but to voluntarily suspend all scheduled flights until the funding is confirmed. In May 2020, at the height of pandemic lockdowns, Comair filed for voluntary business rescue, a procedure similar to bankruptcy protection, in order to restructure the company. By February this year, the company, which operates a fleet of 26 Boeing jets, mainly 737-800s, had resumed most flights. Both South African aviation officials suspended Comair's flights for five days in March over safety concerns, dealing a new blow to the company. The latest suspension will reduce airline capacity in Africa's most industrialized nation by 40% and could lead to higher prices for flights on the nation's busiest route between the financial capital Johannesburg and touristy Cape Town. Those were our stories on the international scene. Coming up after the music break, we have news out of North America. Here's a little bit more music this time from the one and only Barris Van Hammer. And I can tell you a story about what one dance can do. What one dance can do. One dance can do. One dance can do. And listen there. After one dance on the floor, she came back wanting for more, for more. Now I don't know what it is that I've got. So nice, but a man is sitting across the way, and he could hear the things I say. Now he watches from the corner of his eyes. So a move like this would be so unwise. Ooh, ooh, he's standing in my way.
Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard from Beresford Hammond what one dance can do. And now it is time for stories out of North America. Police, here, here we go again, folks. Here we go again. Um, I think we've all heard about this one by now. So what do we do? Where do we go? Are we polarized? Is this the norm? We just check our phones. We get the alert. You, you, you go into your laptops, your desktops, um, wherever, right? And it's the new norm. Shooting, 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 shooting. Bam, 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 bam. And what you do? Oh, just roll over. Oh, okay, another shooting. Ah, yeah, welcome to the United States of America. Here we go again. Police say four killed in Oklahoma in new U.S. gun rampage. A man armed with a rifle and handgun opened fire inside a medical building in Oklahoma on Wednesday, killing four people, police said the latest of a series of mass shootings in the United States. The gunman also died, apparently of a self-inflicted wound, Tulsa's Deputy Chief um, of Police, Eric Dalgley. And right now I don't even care about pronouncing his name right because I'm just frustrated, told reporters outside the St. Francis Hospital. The Chief of Police said um, police were trying to determine the man's identity, but said he was aged between 35 and 40. The shooting comes eight days after an 18-year-old man armed with an automatic rifle burst into Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas and killed 19 children and two teachers before being fatally shot himself in just more than two weeks after a shooting at a Buffalo supermarket by a white man who is accused of killing 10 black people in a racist attack. The site of the St. Francis Hospital was sealed off on Wednesday afternoon when police learned of the attack at the Natalie Medical Building, which houses an outpatient surgery center 
and a breast health center. Tulsa resident Nicholas O'Brien, whose mother was in a nearby building when the shooting occurred, told reporters that he rushed to the scene. U.S. President Joe Biden has been briefed on the Tulsa shooting. The White House said in a statement adding that the administration has offered support to local officials. Despite the recent mass shootings, gun regulation faces deep resistance in the United States from most Republicans and some rural state Democrats. Some key federal lawmakers have also voiced cautious optimism and a bipartisan group of senators worked through the weekend to pursue possible areas of compromise. They reportedly were focusing on laws to raise the age for gun purchases or to allow police to remove guns from people considered a threat to themselves or others, but not an outright ban on high-powered rifles like the weapons used in both Uvalde and Buffalo. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Possible errors of compromise? Sending support to local officials? Is this going to be another case of there was a warning, there was a post made either on Twitch or Facebook, somewhere? Is this what we're going to be hearing again? Grand rising, grand rising. Good morning, Uncle Lobby. All I can say is, yo, my wife and I was just there. Uh, I was just there. Um, sorry, we were just there driving through Tulsa. You know what I mean? I was there paying homage to the ancestors, telling them, hey, one way or the other, you guys are going to get justice. You know what I mean? So my wife and I was just driving through Tulsa and, and paying homage to the ancestors and so forth. And now to hear this, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy, you know what I mean? Welcome to the it's, United States. That's all I oh, can say. Man, I, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. Like Ever since I was in Jamaica and hearing all these mass shootings and stuff like that, man going up in schools, shooting up kids, um, killing themselves. Uh, I've been saying, hey, these people over here are crazy. So, you know what I mean? They're not crazy. Yeah, They're not crazy, Afalabi. They're not crazy. They're not crazy. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't feed into that. Everybody's. Oh crazy. no, man! When was that criticism? I mean, like, when I blame, don't, don't get it, get me wrong, you know. When I blame this kind of mental, uh, we call um, mental, mental il- illness, mental you know. illness, yeah. Yeah, when I, no, when I use a mental illness, kid, them, them know what they're doing. You know what I mean? You know, look, <sighs> they know what they're doing. Look at Timmy get bullied. The first thing can think about. Who, who is the, but who is the shooter? But who is the shooter? Do we know who the shooter is? I, I'm not talking uh, about this yeah, person alone. We do. We will take please. We do. Okay. Oh, we oh, do not. Oh, hold on one second, Alpha. Go ahead, Chief. We we know who. He, can you tell yeah. me a little more? Because. Yeah. So uh, first, first of all, Afi, I wish I had known you in town. I could have connected with you. Um, but big up. So oh, the, the, it is a it is a black man, and um, he's um, it, it, so far it sounds like one of those. You remember the movie John Quincy? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it's one of those kind of situations. He did, he didn't go in with the, with uh with he went in with intent, and he knew exactly who his target was, and he met his target. He didn't go and just randomly shooting individuals. Not that it's an excuse, but I'm just explaining the situation. So 
So he, he did, he went in, he found the doctor and the nurses. So, so far it's sounding like one of those John Quincy kind of situations where he may have lost someone, you know, or some, some type of violation. They said it was a really big black man. And I didn't even know he was black because most of the white people, you, they just said a, a big man came into the hospital with a rifle and a handgun, came into the floor. And um, right now, that's all we have. Hold on, Afa. Hold on, Afa. Yeah. And he took his own life, you know. And so um, that currently, that's that's all we have right now. They they don't they they also suspected that there may be a link between a bomb threat in a town about 30 minutes outside of Tulsa. There may be some connection. So it's it, it sounding really strange. You know, it, it, I, don't, it, I don't even, I'm even questioning whether or not this man was acting out of self-defense, like somebody threat, had a bomb, sent a bomb threat to him. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm speculating at this point on that, in that regard, but everything else prior is pretty much the fact that we know right now. Um, and this is, this, this is in the, this is in their community, so in, in the white community, so you know you're going to get a different response. Um, thank you for that, Chief. Thank you for the update, because I'm looking online, and I'm yet to see, um, you know, so I appreciate your being able to bring me up to speed on that. What I did see, um, what I did see was that he did go to the second floor of the medical building. So that would make sense when you just said, it must have he was targeting someone specific but it, yeah. it, it, i sent it to your oh, moments okay thank, from this morning thank you afo but what and there's another story that's going to come up later on is killing the only way we know how in 2022 is that is that the answer for everything now just kill people left right and center i don't like you I'm going to kill you. You did this to me. I'm going to kill you. Is that the answer? I mean, that's no, also... I think, I think it's just happening more freak. We're, we're only experiencing this, this barrage of information right now. It's kind of like when you go to look for a car, right? And you say, man, I really like this car. And then once you buy it, that's all you see. You see cars like yours everywhere. Prior to that, you didn't hardly see any, right? So like the news kind of operates the same way. These events have been happening and they happen often. They just don't get the publicity that they're getting now because once it, once you have one major incident, the news outlets try to find every incident that even remotely relates because you have, they want to keep attention. That's what's hot. That's what sells news, right? So it's, it's about what can they sell to us that will keep us focused on the, the subject matter at hand. If it was about anything else deeper than, like we, we're feeling it in a deep manner. We're expecting change in all of these types of things. That's never promoted change until it attacks. But that's why I said we have to watch how this, what the, what the response is going to be to this shooting. Yeah. Because it's a different scenario. Yeah. And it's always different whenever it involves what, what they consider an outsider, right? Even those of us who are native are still treated like immigrants in our own country. So the news always serves us, we get served up news differently. Right. We get served up a response differently, you know. So we're we're in we're in the middle of a market that is exploiting us emotionally and psychologically, and they know it, right? So it's about what sells right now. If it, if it was gang related violence, I guarantee you there would be a million gang related stories out right. 
package to go along Surrounding with them. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's how media outlet works. That's how the story, you, you got to sell news. Yeah. And the only way to sell it is to keep, it, keep that processing system working so that you can keep people focused and traumatized and hypnotized to, to, to be obsessed with that media. Then that also creates more money because now you got all these people stressed. So that means more people are going to go to the hospital, go to the clinic, get checked for blood pressure. <laughs> get on blood pressure. It's a market. It's a, it's a huge market, man. Thank you for that, Chief. Hold on for me, Alpha. Hold on one second. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Chief. Okay, I have to do, I do have to read the next set of stories. Um, so please bear with me and we'll keep save the comments until I'm finished with them. Give me just a moment here. Buffalo shooting suspect faces domestic terrorism charge courtesy of Al Jazeera. A ground jury in the United States has charged the 18-year-old man accused of killing 10 black people in Buffalo, New York last month with committing a domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate. And this is um, according to the Associated Press. Uh, in their local media reports. The grand jury on Wednesday also charged the suspect, Peyton Gendron, with 10 counts of first-degree murder in relation to the May 14 shooting. Gendron, who also faces charges of weapons possession and attempted murder as a hate crime, has been in custody since the attack and is scheduled to be arraigned on Thursday in Erie County Court in New York. The deadly shooting fueled public anger and calls to tackle white supremacist violence as the suspect reportedly espoused racist, anti-black views in a manifesto, all before targeting a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood of Buffalo. U.S. investigators have said Gendron drove about three hours from his home in Conklin, New York, intending to kill as many black people as possible. The U.S. Department of Justice also said last month that it is investigating the rampage as a hate crime, racially motivated act of white supremacy, and violent extremism. Texas shooting, while the public's outrage continues to grow in the United States over a school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that left 21 dead last week, the victim's relatives may never get their day in court against police, school authorities, and gun makers who enjoy special legal immunity that may protect them from being sued, according to attorneys. As in past school shootings, families of the 19 students and two teachers will likely find that any lawsuits will run into legal challenges that do not exist for shootings in the workplace or other private property. I see Uvalde as an example of gaps in the law, said Eric Nockyart, a Texas lawyer who has represented victims of mass shootings. Please note he is not representing Uvalde families. The 18-year-old gunman, Salvador Ramos, used a gun manufactured by Daniel Defense of Georgia. The difficulty arises from three kinds of legal protections. Qualified immunity, which protects law enforcement officers from many lawsuits over their actions on the job. Sovereign immunity, which shields governments from lawsuits. And a U.S. federal law shielding gun makers from claims by shooting victims. Qualified immunity could potentially bar lawsuits against Uvalde police, even though the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety has acknowledged that officers made the wrong decision when they waited for backup before confronting the shooter, legal experts have said. Jamal Al-Safar, who represented victims of a 2017 Texas uh, church shooting in Sutherland Springs, 
said overcoming qualified immunity will depend on what the police believed about the situation when they arrived and whether protocol required them to confront the shooter. The timeline is important in understanding if they can be held accountable in part for the tragedy. The Uvalde Police Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment. A U.S. federal judge dismissed a lawsuit in 2018 against Broward County, Florida, and employees of its sheriff's office for failing to protect students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where, if we remember, 17 people were killed earlier that year. The judge ruled that the sheriff and county employees had no legal duty to protect students from the shooter, echoing rulings by the U.S. Supreme Court that said government only has a duty to protect people who are in, and I quote, custody. However, civil and criminal cases have been allowed to proceed against Scott Peterson, a former deputy sheriff who was a school resource officer at the high school and widely criticized for failing to confront the shooter. Those cases proceeded because Peterson had a quote-unquote special relationship with the students. Lawyers said there might be a case against the school district if it is determined if the shooter was easily able to enter the school because safety procedures were not followed, but it will likely be a difficult case. The Uvalde School District did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Similar claims against the school district and town of Newtown, Connecticut by families of some of the 26 victims killed in 2012 at the Sandy Hook Elementary School were thrown out in 2018 on grounds of sovereign immunity. Sandy Hook families were successful, however, in a case brought against gun manufacturer Remington, which made the Bushmaster assault-style weapon used by then-shooter Adam Lanza. The company agreed to pay families $73 million and to release thousands of company documents, including those on how it marketed the model of weapon used in the attack that killed 20 children between the ages of 6 and 7. Gun manufacturers and dealers have near-blanket immunity under a 2005 law known as the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, or PLCAA, which protects them from civil lawsuits for crimes committed with their weapons. And just rem hold on to that story. We're going to circle back to it. Florida's red flag law championed by Republicans is taking guns from thousands of people. And this story comes to us courtesy of CNN out of Tampa, Florida. Twice a week from her, from her courtroom, Florida 13th Circuit Court Judge Denise Pomponino decides who in Hillsborough County can no longer be trusted with a gun. In just the last two months, she has taken away the firearm privileges of dozens of people, including a dad accused of threatening to shoot everyone at his son's school. A woman police say attempted suicide and then accidentally shot her boyfriend during a struggle for her revolver. A husband who allegedly fired multiple rounds in the streets to blow off steam after losing a family member. A bullied 13-year-old witness overheard saying, if all of 8th grade is missing tomorrow, you will know why. 
and a mother arrested for brandishing a handgun at another mom after a school bus incident between their daughters. This is Florida's red flag law in action, passed in the wake of the horrific 2018 mass shooting at the Parkland High School. The state law provides police a path to ask a judge to temporarily bar dangerous individuals from possessing or purchasing a firearm. Since its creation, Florida judges have acted more than 8,000 times to keep guns out of the hands of people authorities deemed a risk to themselves or others. And this is according to data maintained by the Office of the State Courts Administrator. On Tuesday, the judge added another one to the list a man accused of pointing two guns at his stepfather. He was enjoying the whole thing, the stepfather told the courtroom. His stepson's wife even filmed the encounter. He wanted to mess me up. One of the guns was later found in the bed of the stepson's 11-year-old brother, a sheriff's deputy told the courtroom. In the aftermath of recent massacres in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York, those looking to change the country's gun laws see in Florida a blueprint to move forward. Not only because leaders moved to restrict firearms, but because it emerged out of a Republican stronghold unofficially known as the Gunshine State. After mass shooting, NYC explores gun detectors in subways. <laughs> Remember a conversation we had yesterday? In the aftermath of a mass shooting in New York City, subway train, the mayor floated a high-tech idea, deploy scanners that can spot someone carrying a gun into the transit system before they have a chance to use it. The technology can scan large numbers of pe people quickly for weapons to see if they exist and is used now to screen people at places like sports stadiums and theme parks. But security experts say installing such a system in the city's sprawling, porous subway system in a way that would make a difference would be difficult, if not impossible. The problem wouldn't necessarily be the technology, but rather the reality that scanners need to be accompanied by human operators to confront people carrying firearms illegally. Logistically, it could be a nightmare. You're going to have to tie up a lot of officers doing this, said James Dooley, a retired New York Police Department captain, and he served in the department's transit division. We have hundreds of stations, and the fact of the matter is that putting someone at every entrance to every station is logistically impossible. Mayor Eric Adams, a former police captain, has acknowledged the challenges, but has said, the system might still be worth trying at select locations as a deterrent. We want to be able to just pop up at a station someplace so people don't know it's there, the Democrats said, similar to what we do when we do car checkpoints. The push for better subway security got renewed urgency in April after a gunman set off smoke bombs and sprayed a subway, subway compartment with shots, wounding 10 people. In the New York City subway, the screening would not resemble airport checkpoints, an untenable solution for a system with 472 stations, all with multiple entrances. Instead, Adams referenced a technology that uses sensors to detect metal, but also can determine the shape of an object, such as a gun, while people pass by uninterrupted. 
Derek Chauvin has been named in two new civil lawsuits regarding excessive force. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted of murdering George Floyd, was just named in two new civil lawsuits alleging he used excessive force and similar tactics to kill George Floyd. Reuters reports two separate lawsuits that were filed against Chauvin. John Pope and Zoya Code experienced aggressive incidents in 2017 with a former cop. Seven other Minneapolis police are also named in the lawsuit, but it's no coincidence that Chauvin's past is catching up with him. Pope and Code's attorney called the incidents reprehensible in a statement. It is simply reprehensible that three years before Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, he used the same and other deadly tactics on John and Zoya, unchecked and undisciplined by his fellow officers and MPD supervisors. Pope and Code's attorney Bob Bennett says, we will not stop seeking justice for the victims of serial predator Derek Chauvin and those MPD officers who failed to intervene and will hold accountable all those in power who allowed and enabled this type of deadly racist behavior to continue. Those are the stories out of North America. And we do have time for two comments before I do have to go to break. Uh, please go right ahead. I just want to say uh, the one about Florida and taking away guns. Yes. That's a big deflection because they've been doing that even before it officially go on paper. If you commit certain crimes or do certain things that was reckless with a gun, they they took away your firearm, at least temporarily until you go to court or whatever so uh that right there mm -hmm. i don't know what the republican agenda to be pushing that because it's been happening before 2018. Mm -hmm. even now currently in florida you, you see all the uh all the marijuana dispensary popping up if you have a firearm you go to to get one they're going to take away is either you're going to have the card or no firearm or vice versa so all of these things been going on so i don't know what the agenda rep the, the republican pushing here you know because it went on paper on 2018. yeah that is crazy that that right there is just a big deflection of uh, uh, uh i don't know what the agenda is they're promoting something that yeah we're doing something see we're taking away people guns they've been taking away guns if you commit certain crimes or a certain act Right. So, uh, go ahead, so, Afo. Uh, no, uh, go right uh, ahead. One more comment. Go right ahead. Like I said yesterday, and how will I say? Ever since we are talking about this gun thing, they will not do anything. They will not. You know what I mean? They're not gonna do nothing at all. Even this whole police reform thing and whatever they might talk about, what Biden come up with. Again, when was the It's only for um, federal agents. When was the last time you're driving and you see a federal agent, an FBI agent, or CIA pull you over, ask for your license and registration, or a club you upside the head, or a shoot you with your hands up? When was the last time you see that? It's a local police out there upon the streets. So, so do something where. I go take away qualified immunity from them, um, make them think twice before them want to come with some lame excuse. Oh, I thought it was my, my taser, you know, come with some lame excuse. Oh, he was trying to do this or she was trying to do that. They're not going to do anything, not, not all they're not going to do. 
you know, and I'm going to talk about, and this police, again, with the police reform thing, after moments, I sent to the, the um, some videos on Instagram explaining all them something, you know, you know what I mean, uh, or person actually break down these so-called bills what they try to come with, you get me, they're not going to do nothing, nothing at all, they're not going to do. Right. Nothing do, at all. We do have to go to a break. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dre. Thank you, um, Afro. We do have to take a quick break right now. Coming up after the music break, though, we will have more conversation about the news out of North America, business and tech news, and health and science news. Here is Barrisford Hammond. You know, you just can never get enough of him. Can you play some more? Some I'm more. Mind. Can you play some I'm more? Can you play some I'm more? Yeah. Without the dance hall, and when we woulda do reggae music hall, you must answer to why no jump up when you hear sweet reggae. Don't jump out and bury some man up and tell them today. Without the dance hall, when we woulda do reggae music hall, you must answer to why no jump up when you hear sweet reggae. Don't jump out and bury some man up and tell them today. Everyone a do the dance when they love. In this a dance hall, no pharmacoto. Great everyone that enter with a hook on spread out and listen to some sweet drop a dub dub dub. Pull up the vibes that you're playing. Can you play some more? Can you play some more? Lift it up, jack it up, pull it up, come again. Can you play some more? Can you play some more? Thank you to all our listeners who tuned in to Coffee and Toe on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. This is Moments with me signing off with you until next week, Thursday, when we meet again at 9 a.m. Eastern. I invite you to continue listening on QMZRadio.com or JanoRadio.com. Join us. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments and IG at Moments with Me Media. Yes, you got me rocking in a corner. Can't express how me glad me come on ya. I never seen so much good vibes. Everyone inside is like family. I see no strangers around. Every massive is here. 
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up after this, we do have business and tech news. Welcome back. Thank you all for staying with me. I'm Moments with me, and you are listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. So I, I, before we move on to the business and tech news, I want us to um, finish up the conversation we were having. I know some people, there were some more people who wanted to make some comments regarding the stories out of um, North America. So I have five minutes that I can spare. If anybody wants to go right ahead, please go ahead and open your mic. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, go right ahead, Apple. Yeah, everyone. You know, as we as we addressed it earlier, you know what I mean, and everybody know this too. From you, 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 you do some kind of violation, you know what I mean, and then finally say you have a gun, they might take it from you. So again, it's all a deflection, you know what I mean. And yeah, my son like a broken record, but you know, it is what it is. Cause them people at the same time too, like they might try for act as if they want to take us for a fool you get what i mean i say Afo, let me ask you a question Afo, because yeah, here's, here, here like, i want to ask you something because here's the thing pretty much we are sounding like broken records in here right because we keep yeah. saying the same thing every single day and the truth is that we're getting nowhere it's like throwing at a wall throwing a ball at a wall and just keeps bouncing back to us right so we're fully aware of um, what's going on out there we're fully aware of that what I would like for us to do is to come up with possible solutions, solutions that are we deem as effective, solutions that we can bring to the table in for, in, you know, come face to face with our local government officials um, and the various government officials that we have elected at various um, levels. Because at the end of the day, as we already know, and I've said this many times, we were the ones that elected them and put them in office. So now we need to hold them accountable. But we need to be able to come up with a plan of action. We, we come up with some solutions. And not just us here. I'm, I'm talking the entire country. Come up with solutions that are practical and keep pushing those solutions at them. And if they fail to listen to us, the public, then what is our plan of action? Do we have something? Do we have a plan B? Well, if they don't listen to plan A, here is our plan B. And I think that's where we need to put our headspace at because we, we can't keep saying the same thing. Oh, they allow this. They allow that. It's an agenda. Da, 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 because that's all we're saying every day, day in, day out. Mm. But it's not solving anything. True, what true, we need true. is action. And we need to be able to put our heads together and then move forward from there. My thing is, don't vote for these clones. 
don't, them not, if they ain't doing nothing for you, them continue to deflect, continue to give you things that you, you don't even ask for, don't vote for them. Cause all them do is just a try for finesse people. You know what I mean? Forget them, vote. Pretend, forget your vote. You know? Um, them say black people are what? 12 or 12.4 percent. You know, so them can't really do nothing for black people like that. But you still the Asian Americans are like what? 6% LGBT are like 2%. You get what I say? But you still, them can't do stuff for these people. But at the end of the day, them go hard, you know, shock and jive, take so, up your baby. Alpha, let me ask you. Let me ask vote. you again. Let me ask mm. you. Give me one solution that you could present to your local representative. Hey, you guys want to hear a solution? Yes, we'll go, go right ahead. Me. Because we'll that's what I want to hear. I don't. We'll put, yeah. We put more money together and buy them out because that's our our create some value. That's why the Asians them get what they want quickly. They have value to the, the to, to the United States, right? Yeah. They they they, they 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 put their money together. Group economics by Dr. Claude. Oh, hold on, exactly. Hold by, on, by Claude, well, Claude and the same name. Yeah, right. Dr. Cloud Anderson, Group Economics, yeah. him speak about it, but we're not doing Hold on, Alpha, allow him to finish speaking, please. Alpha, put your money together. Look at Florida, right? Um, there was, like, with, 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 with the, the Douglas shooting, right? I saw a few, not a lot, but a few changes made. And you know why those few changes made? These were powerful people, kids that got killed. If you... No, South Florida know about Parkland, right? They have money. They have people um, who kids go to that school. These people are in government too. So changes can be made because money. You have to buy them out or you have to create some value. If, if, if we don't have that, it doesn't matter who you send in there. Whoever we send up there, when the NRA or all these other organizations start grease them pocket, it's going to be the same thing. Because human beings are human beings, we're greedy and corrupt. And I like that. That's just how it is. I like that solution. That is one that, that definitely can go. That So we, as a community, need to see how we can rally together. Instead of investing in Gucci and Prada and Louis and Salvatore Vergamo, see how we can invest in ourselves so we can uplift ourselves financially because at the end of the day money has power we all know that he who hath the money hath the power and you're absolutely right dre look so, at this moment mm -hmm. look when the cubans want something in miami not if they want something in america in general but if they want something in miami mm -hmm. they can get it yes the caribbean community can get something done in broward in broward county yes we have people in position in broward county and we have a big population in Broad County, so we have influence in Broad County. They can't go around we in Broad, right? When we we'll go West Palm and then places, it, it, it's going to be more difficult, right? So you have to have influence and certain power, right? So the black community have to come together or the minority community, them all we come together and then we can have change. So Dre, let me ask you this question then, or let me, let me, let me put this to you. Would you recommend that we, in the black community, not push our children onto the football field, onto the basketball court as much as we do? Instead, let us empower those who we see the ability in them 
to go into the the judicial system i'm all tongue-tied right now into the legal system so that they are able to make the changes because we are so hung up on basketball and football being the only outlet for economic relief when what we really need is not the economic more than we need the changes in the laws exactly exactly um, um I, I i i agree with that you know um i'm just looking at I'm, I'm just looking at broad as i mentioned with how many um people of caribbean background and caribbean heritage that's in the judicial system and the local law enforcement system and thing and i see impact i see impact you know imagine this happening all over the country and these people now um go in congress right and 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 in washington now they have to come back and answer to the community now you know because no we know them personally now it's not some random people right right these are people we know these are yeah. people who we 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 we, 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 we children go school with or we know them personally and and we see them in the community or whatever so now they will do the right thing okay because they know when they come home you know they can Lock up in them office. <laughs> so there we have a solution. And I, I appreciate that. And that is what I want to hear more of. Solutions. Because we know the issues. We've highlighted them. We've spoken about them. We're a broken record. So, so go ahead, Afo. Some moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm blessed up again, Dre. Maybe because I talk about it so much more time. You know what I mean? And so much different things happen. You know, you have to remember, say, you mentioned these stuff. But... Remember Rasta when from a just coming out um moments with me, you know. You get what I mean I say Um we are talking about group economics and all these things, you know. I said look on the agency and get this. Look on the Jewish community and get this. You get what I mean I say? Um the, the the Hispanic community can get this. And black people are the only persons that are like, yo, what go on? You get me? Yeah. I say? Cause yeah. we now practice. So a long time Rasta talk about group economics, so if we come together, you get what I mean I say? come together put them on together you get see if we can get our own people them like no sellouts no coons pan pan you know the uh the the judicial system you get what i say so them can uh, as we trace it people who know people who will help raise to do the right thing have morals don't be a sellout you get what i say right. so yeah so for a, a long time rasta appreciates things you know so and him, him go even further you know what i say so i Brother, I guess more time can was at how we talk about these things so much, so much, and things can't yeah. you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, yo, again, thanks for bringing up that. And as we say, Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, him have him book, him, 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 him do lectures. Yo, the man attacks on big facts, you know, big facts. He show the different stages of how you can get things done for your people because other people are practice it. The, the black community are the only one, they not practice it. You know, man can put strip up on the pole as I get a body to the pole and you run down the pole. Right. You know what I mean? For the vote. Yeah. Them show you like you don't have no sense I like have, in a barbaric. On, I have to cut you. I'm so sorry. I have to cut you because I do yeah, have man. to keep it moving. Thank you so much. Business and Tech News. Supreme Court blocks Texas law that censors social media. The Supreme Court buckled down and blocked a pending Texas law that controlled social media censorship. The law bans online platforms from restricting users' political views. The 5-4 ruling comes after tech and social media companies argued the law would violate, uh, here we go, individuals' First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. The Texas law will allow Texans and 
the state of Texas, to sue companies that censor an individual based on their viewpoints by banning them, discriminating against them, and removing their posts. Though it remains blocked right now, it moves to the 5th U.S. Circuit of Court Appeals. The Computer and Communications Industry President, Matthew Screws, and I hope I said that right, Absadez, so that knows how to get me with the correct pronunciation, S-C-H-R-U-E-R-S, filed the petition. You're alone on that one. (laughs) So let's just say Matthew. So the President, Matthew, filed the petition and said, We are encouraged that this attack on First Amendment rights has been halted until a court can fully evaluate the repercussions of Texas's ill-conceived statute. According to Politico, HB 20 could drastically change the way social media companies operate by restricting their freedom to police their platforms and forcing the platforms to justify decisions they make on multitudes of posts a day. Florida has a similar law, SB 7072, that the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled was largely unconstitutional and violated the First Amendment rights. Moreover, similar bills have been introduced in Michigan and Georgia. Here is what I, my issue with some of these social media platforms. They... And I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. They're policing, but many a times they're policing the wrong things. Many a times they're policing the wrong things. If they feel, and I have seen this um, on TikTok where a lot of people complain, and um, it's not just one race, no, it's everybody. They complain about their posts being taken down They complain about being blocked. Usually, it happens, they will tell you, when they're talking about issues related to social injustice. When they're highlighting things that need repair within our political system, within our healthcare system, within our educational system, across these different sectors. It's as though these sectors feel they're being attacked and I feel that if we have a problem and if we, they're not listening to us one way, hopefully they'll listen to us another way. Because social media allows you to have a vast number of people rally behind you, which can be more impactful. That's my two cents. I don't know. What's your opinion on this um, censoring? <laughs> oh, go to James. Yeah, yeah. for me, I, I think, like, the freedom of speech, you know, the Second Amendment, it, it, it has it, it advantages. You know, it might, it might sound a way, but I believe that people, it's better if you allow them to, to express what they're feeling. Because, you know, it's almost like, you know, they, they have this light that, that a lot of people, people that travel, that go to hotels like um, flight attendants and stuff like that, they have this light that they travel with that they go inside the hotel room and they shine it on the bed and you can see like you know Stains. grimy gross stuff that you won't see with the natural eyes right um if you don't have that light then you're going into a bed that looks clean but it has some nasty stuff on it 
So for me, I believe that, you know, like we were deceived when um, Obama won the election that somehow America has gotten better and racism is declining, which was kind of, which was false because people were, were still hating, but they weren't expressing it. Our, our, our social media would pull down stuff that uh, so people wouldn't see it. So I believe that like if, if you have people around you that hate you, it's better to know that those people exist than to have them hiding like like some germs, you know, on, on a mattress and, and thing. And, and then before you know it, like they are just attacking you. So yeah. it's better like I'd rather like if if someone is a is a white supremacist that live on my street and that person have a Confederate flag up and, and, and expressing himself, I'd rather to know that than to see my neighbor and just think that this is a nice person when this person hates, you know, me because of my, 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 the color of my skin or, or, or whatever. So, you know, I believe it, there, there's benefits to it. So, yeah, like, I, I support it. It's better to know what's out there and not be, just be, like, deceived, right? And, you know, that, that's how I feel about it. Valid point, James. Thank you. Go right ahead, Afo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with what James is saying. I mean, um, but it's when it's when I'm, I'm finding out that these people actually have met these posts, do something about it, because the the, the buffalo the buffalo racist terrorist shooter, you know what I mean, um, who killed the innocent black people, them elderly people, who mind their own business, you know what I mean. Um, well, you know, say a, a, a former federal agent was on that side chatting with him you guys you know that amongst other people and how they must spew them hate a former federal agent but then again we know say white supremacists they had the fbi from a long time from um hoover days you know what i mean <laughs> so i know the news still what i'm actually saying you know but these people knew and did nothing about it so yes make them talk you know, make them, what would I say, give them a roof for hang them own self, you know, and then we'll do something about it. But not doing anything about it, and them actually go and carry it out and madness. As well as yesterday, yesterday moment, I said yesterday, or was it the day before yesterday? They said that um, if you say something about, uh, about the president, they saw a quick CIA reach at your door, you know, show up at your workplace, <laughs> drag you out. You know what I mean? Why not do the same when you come on to, I guess what, regular citizens? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, why not do the same? You get me? So uh, that's how we have the problem. Cause th one of the reasons why I came on Facebook, you know, when, we did it, when I'm there and, and I say um, these racist people are still nonsense and I talk stuff and, you know, and you know my side already. If I, if I go in, I go go in too, you know what I mean? And I'm the one getting blocked. I mean, it's like, yo, contact Facebook and say, hey, you know, say, you know, racist just the same as the person who made these comments because this person said this first and then I am defending and then you guys block me and they're saying and them always send I guess it's, I don't know if them actually send it or some random message uh, we don't say anything wrong so you're blocked for 30 days and I was like I was like yo this is madness so you know we just <laughs> come off of Facebook altogether you know what I mean because it's, it's not happening too much yeah. you know so <laughs> so it, 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 when them see these stuff, yo, actually do something about it. Follow these people. Have, you know, don't just show up if I have solved the case. Follow them, see what them are do, and then run in and grab them. You know, same like I want to do with you. 
um, the, the Black Panther leader and other black leaders, you know, when I follow them, when I infiltrate them, camp, do all sorts of stuff, you know, because I can't over, yeah, you know, you need, we need to get rid of um, <laughs> the black messiah, you know, people who are going to unite uh, the, the black coming together. So do the same thing when you come on to these white supremacist people. Don't make them put out all this hate, but whether online or in a book. You know, like FM6 2003, or FM3 2006, um, the great ethnic cleansing operation, a manual for how to get rid of black people and Jews, you know, uh, and, you know, make them put out, publish a book, so and people actually your, uh, uh, do these things. So, Run in upon them, lock so them down, your, shut them down. Right, so what you're asking for, Afalabi, and I will agree with you, is that there needs to be an equal approach and an equal mandate for every single user on social media and exactly. that, that needs to be the message that is echoed to everyone i thank you for that dj naturals go right ahead for me please good morning good morning um, rising king when it comes to censorship every aspect of our life is censored um if america actually opened the veil up and tell the truth for what it really is uh, America will be a totally different place, and they would not want that. Mm. So they may they, they may take on the tech companies because uh, they're the boogeyman for now. But most America get their get their information from the evening news, which is one of the most censored thing in the world. Yes. And um, so I, I I don't know. You know, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it that much. I think it's, it's a corporation. Uh, they should be able to do what uh, they think is best for their company. If you don't want to be a part of it, you don't really have to be, have to be a part of it. You could, um, you know, you, you could leave it. But this thing is with Facebook is is, is all political because uh, they claim that they censored on Donald, Donald Trump. Can you imagine someone's on there saying, "You know what? I want I want to kill this person," or showing you how to make a bomb or, 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 or any of these things? They'll, they'll they'll not let that go. Then they'll try to blame blame the company. So what? They shouldn't be in your platform. So maybe Facebook say, "You know what?" I'm gonna let everything through. I start showing it through America. Maybe that will actually um, uh, make a difference. I love right there. Right, that's a good. That's a good perspective too. We are, we have skeletons in our closets, right? Yeah. So the Biden administration cancels 5.8 billion dollars in student loan debt to former Corinthian students, and this story is from the desk of CNN. Um. The Department of Education announced Wednesday that it will cancel $5.8 billion in student loan debt for 560,000 borrowers who attended the now-defunct network of for-profit schools known as Corinthian Colleges. I forgot to look up the schools that fall under that umbrella, but I know the name Corinthian Colleges. I don't know if anybody's able to jump on their computer for me real quick. Um, the cancellation amounts to the largest one-time discharge ever made by the Department of Education. Some of Corinthians' former students were already eligible for debt cancellation, but the new action will ensure that all borrowers who attended from um, Corinthians' founding in 1995 through its closure in April 2015 will get debt relief. Okay, so... Something is being done there. Yes, I know a lot of these <laughs> for-profit schools. I used to work for one of those colleges. Um, they're rip-off. I'm just going to leave that right there. Uh, rip-off. Real rip-off. Like if DeVry on that list, but they were ripping people off left, right, and center. <laughs> you know what? While you're talking. Yes. You know what, Dre, as you're talking, let me look it up. 
let me let me close my mic so y'all don't hear me okay <laughs> corinthian colleges list okay got it Let, let's see corinthian colleges list ready what schools we have everest who remembers everest i remember everest everest university online everest college phoenix hild college biotech remember those I think everybody remembers Everest because you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing their commercials. Yeah, I remember Everest. You couldn't go even on, though I was never here. You <laughs> couldn't go on your computer without seeing their ads either to the left, to the right, to the top, the bottom, somewhere popping up on your screen. Yeah. And there are other schools who um they're charging you upwards of twenty thousand dollars to get a certificate not an associates not a bachelor's you spend they call it an accelerated program like a boot camp like yeah and no i will say this there th this is how they catch some people hmm, listen up you don't have a college degree i mean a high school diploma no problem we can hand we'll take you because you know traditional colleges you need to have that high school diploma or you need to have your ged right so what do they do they encourage you to enroll these people and get them into a program so it's like they're doing dual right they have to sign up through and do a program to get their ged or slash high school diploma online while doing these classes um many a times they fall through the cracks they really do because they already struggled with getting the the high school diploma or the ged and it's a struggle for them to be doing an accelerated program for example to become a medical assistant or a dental assistant or um uh, not for bonus for bonus is really easy um ac tech right so yeah they come under a lot of pressure and they fall through the cracks but i always thought it was criminal sorry i don't know which other word to use but that one to be charging people twenty thousand twenty four thousand twenty eight thousand thirty thousand for a certificate i wanted to tell students who sat in front of me get and walk across the street fiu is right there right there yeah but you know what happened uh moments and i think it reached a lot of young people even reached me too i never really got to one of those schools still but it, it, it is the fact that <laughs> when when you have a young man four years just seems long unless you have a strong parent that you know tell you say like yo four years just around the corner but a lot of people don't want to do that four years so they 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 opt opt in for these quick fix you know oh i could get this in a year i could get this in six months and a lot of those jobs don't even pay well you have this yeah they, 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 they don't even pay well you know uh, so i i think that a lot of young people just tired of this school thing you know and they don't think straight oh yeah i could um be a medical assistant in six months uh okay um yeah you're gonna owe twenty eight thousand dollars and you're only gonna get 
paid this much. Twelve dollars an hour. You you gotta go back to school. Like, yeah, you you're gonna get fed up and you gotta go back to school again. <laughs> Thank you, Dre. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. And I hope if there are any young people listening, they are hearing what you're saying because I did work in one of these schools. I did, and it pained my heart. And I remember people would come in front of you. They tell you what their dream and their vision and their goals are. But my job was to get them enrolled in this particular school. When I know deep down inside it was not the place for them. I know it was not in, in alliance with what there was best for them. I knew it. Now, if somebody comes in and says, this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. Sure, I'm with you. I'll hold your hand and I'll walk you through. But how can you look at me, come into my office, sit down, tell me your life story, and then I'm supposed to change your mind and tell you, no, 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 nursing is too, uh, too much of a reach for you. Become a medical assistant when nursing is what you want to do. Put you in $20,000 debt, and then you're going to have to turn around and go back to get a, bachelor, uh, a bachelor's anyway. So, Corinthian colleges, shame on you. Yeah. And um, I will say Biden administration, thank you for doing, at, at, attacking, you know, cutting out a slice of that cake because it's a big piece of, it's a big cake. And there are several people waiting to get their slice when it comes to the student loan debt situation. God damn, he can't do something like amnesty and just forgive everybody? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for. But I guess it's, you know, let's take one bite at a time, right? One, while they consider, you know, something. We can't win. We can't win. We just take what we can get until we get what we want. In health and science news, if you drink these types of coffee, you could have a lower death risk. You know, as I read that headline, I remember something a friend of mine said to me. <laughs> when the COVID um, came about and um, he had a conversation with his mom you know and his mom was all up in arms like many of us were worried panicking fearful anxiety all those things um, fell upon us and his mom is a Christian and he says to his mom you want to go to heaven right she's like yeah yeah I am going to heaven I'm working to get to heaven then you're not happy dead for each heaven. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is what I'm thinking. This, I'm sorry. I don't know why that morbid thought comes in my head, but that's what came in my head because you could have a lower death, death risk. Nobody wants to die. I get it. Okay. The earthy caffeine-infused coffee drink may hold more power than waking you up in the morning. Drinking either sweetened or unsweetened coffee is associated with a lower death risk compared with not drinking the beverage. So all of you who want to live forever, start drinking. And this is according to a new study published in the journal Annals of Internal Medicine. Researchers surveyed 171,616 participants in the United Kingdom up to five times over the course of a year, but their lifestyle, including their coffee drinking habits. The scientists then looked up death certificates to see who had passed away an average of seven years later. The participants ranged in age from 37 to 73 years old and reported they had no cardiovascular disease or cancer at the time of the survey. Results showed 
that for people who drank a moderate amount of coffee defined as 1.5 to three and a half cups a day those who sweetened their coffee had about a 30 percent lower death risk compared with non-coffee drinkers and this is according to dr christina we associate professor of medicine at harvard medical school who was not involved in the study she's also deputy editor of the annals of internal medicine what well, good morning everyone good morning Javan. can you give me her name please because i need to look her up because i've never in my life <laughs> drank a cup of coffee and i never planned to i'm a tea drinker but i need her name because i need to look up this research yeah dr christina we and the we is spelled w e e go ahead <laughs> you got yeah. it you have it hold on hold on one second james one second you have it javette Yes, ma'am. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Go right ahead, James. Yeah, moment. So you, you forgot the research that said you should add salt and white wine to <laughs> Don't forget that part there. That's yeah. the most important part, right? Yeah, so, so according to that research, I'm going to live a long, healthy life because I have at least four cups every day. You know what it is? Demagosonia. You, you know what I'm saying? When you somebody that you've been thinking about appears or calls you, and you say, boy, you're going to live long and I'm just a think about you and I'm just a talk about you. So they're going to sun you, James. They're going to sun you. All right. So we're going to live forever, James. Oh, I need to put it out in the universe. I plan to live forever, too. Oh, yay! <laughs> I don't know how Earth is going to be forever, forever, ever. That's a mighty long time. But yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I remember... A couple years ago hearing that coffee is bad for you and uh, let me tell you something if you follow some of the medical research that is done on natural things because coffee is a natural product right um you'll go crazy it's good for you today it's bad for you tomorrow it can help do this today oh it will cause this to happen to you tomorrow you know so i strongly believe everything in moderation right just like they say, you eat pork, you're going to die early. Well, my dad lived until his 80s, loved pork. I see people live to their 90s who love pork. They still eat it, right? Um, God bless it. And you say your grace, you eat, and you keep it moving. Because it, what my father said to me, although he wasn't a big Bible reader, he would tell you, well, the Lord bless it. He made it. It's got to be good for you. Coming up after the music break, <laughs> we do have Sports Caribbean Corner and news out of latin america here's a little budget for us um this is a remix version of i wanna be loved nowhere could it be must be somewhere for me i put you back to me the desperately bam, bam, bam. i wanna be loved not for who you think i am not what you want me to be could you love me for me real love with no strings attached, I wanna give you my heart. Don't wanna take it back. And this is my chat. Been searching a long, long time for that oh so true love to comfort this heart of mine. No pretend, stop wasting my time. I've heard you a woman is really hard to find. I'm telling you, lady, I'm only human, not looking for impossibility. Just a genuine woman with sincerity. Someone who is always near to hold me. 
Show me you care up front and boldly Don't shun my feelings All the positive meanings Love me morning, noon, all seasons I wanna be loved Not for who you think I am Not what you want me to be Could you love me for me? Real love with no strings attached I wanna give you my heart Don't wanna Well, every hour of them stick a bush What about to me? She must be somewhere out there Nowhere could she be Caught up passionately in a love rap Sunday I'm like Waiting on some honey But there ain't no queen bee Everybody you love Some I say I'm silly No infatuation No love fantasy I'm gonna lead my life like a string I can't take the on and off thing I am also lonely inside So I sing Love me Not for who you think I am Not what you want me to be Could you love me for me Real love With no strings attached I wanna give you my heart Lady I would spend many nights at home Woman if it means contention I'd rather be alone Tell the serviceman Got the phone I miss a local communication Why? If there's no light within my day I'd rather stay in isolation For that special someone A lifetime I'll wait I know that I'll be okay Cross my heart every day I live, I pray And I know she'll come my way Night and day For this woman I pray I wanna be loved Not for who you think I am Not what you want me to be Only love me for me Real love With no strings attached I wanna give you my heart Don't wanna take it back And this is my chat I've been searching a mighty long time For that oh so true love To comfort this heart of mine No pretense, stop wasting my time A virtuous woman is really hard to find I'm telling you lady, I'm only human Not looking for impossibility Just a genuine woman with sincerity Someone who is always there to hold me Show me your care up front and boldly Don't shun my feelings, all the good meanings of me mind Me, 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 I tell That's you. why I'm saying, ooh, I never knew. 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for sports news. Former Dallas Cowboys running back Marion Barber passes away at the age of 38. And this, he was found dead in his apartment in Texas on Wednesday. According to Fort Worth a Star Telegram, police responded to a welfare check at Barber's apartment after calls were made about a water leak. Police spokesperson Joshua Lavelle released a statement about the incident to the public. Frisco police responded to a welfare concern at an apartment believed to be leased by Marion Barber. Lavelle continues to say, Frisco police, along with the Collin County Medical Examiner's Office, are investigating an unattended death at the location. The Dallas Cowboys released an official statement via Twitter Wednesday evening saying, We are heartbroken by the tragic death of Marion Barber III. Marion was an old-school, hard-nosed footballer who ran with the will to win every down. He had a passion for the game and love for his coaches and teammates. Our hearts go out to Marion's family and friends during this difficult time. Marion Barber played in the NFL for seven years, including the Cowboys and the Chicago Bears. He finished his career with 4,780 rushing yards and 53 rushing touchdowns. Barber's official cause of death is unknown currently. The Baller Alert family, of course, this is where we got the news report from, sends their condolences to the Barber family. This is so sad. 38 years old. I'm anxious to know what happened. Really am. The late John Madden to grace the cover of Madden 23 video game. Iconic football coach and sports commentator John Madden returns to the Madden cover after 22 years. As part of a tribute to the late John Madden, who passed away last year, Madden will be coming back to grace the cover of Madden 2023, EA Sports announced on Wednesday. In addition, the video game developer will be adding him to two other covers that will pay tribute to a different chapter in Coach Madden's unforgettable life. We were thinking about this year's game and who was going to go on it. It almost became an obvious answer, said Sean Grady, the executive producer of Madden NFL. Um, yeah, I say that because we really wanted to celebrate Coach and the product this year and what he's meant for us for the 30-plus years that we've been using his name in our game. I didn't know that people were they were still selling um, Madden games. I didn't know. Uh, I thought EA Sports stopped making those. Okay. And there were Go ahead, Marlon. They would never stop selling Madden games. Uh, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, good yeah. morning. Yeah, they're not going to stop. And for that Marion Barber thing, I want to be. I just have a strange feeling that's that concussion. What's it? what's it called CTE or whatever, whatever they name for it. Um, too many concussions over the years. 
a lot of a lot of the football players are suffer from that, especially when you're playing from a young age and get all those hits. So um, I'm assuming that's what it's possible is going to be, you know. So, well, let's see. Oh boy, um, concussions, concussions, concussions. I don't like them. I really don't. Uh yeah, I don't. Let me just say that. It, it, it's worrisome for me and such a, at such a young age right such a young age coming up we have the caribbean corner jamaican ex-con arrested in the u.s virgin islands scotiabank enhances parental leave policy and world athletics rejects jamaica's under 20 girls four by 100 meter record interesting can't wait to re- get into the details of that one. And of course, we're going to start off with a Jamaican ex-con that was arrested in the U.S. Virgin Islands. 60-year-old Jamaican woman was charged Tuesday in the U.S. Virgin Islands for illegally entering the United States. According to court documents filed by U.S. Attorney Delia L. Smith, on April 24, 2022, Veron Venita Goldburn allegedly bought a ticket from St. Thomas usvi to miami florida upon inspection by u.s customs and border protection officers at the cyril e king airport it was determined that she had no legal status in the u.s or its territories court documents said she was previously removed from the u.s in march 2000 after being convicted of an aggravated felony goldburn faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison if she's convicted She's not the first one, though. I've heard of stories where people have been removed from the U.S. and they have made their way back. How they do it, I don't know. But in this day and age, did she really think that she was going to be able to get in that easily? I don't know. When she came on a plane, she fly from the VI. (laughs) Um, So it says she bought a ticket from St. Thomas. Um... She was alleged, hold on, she was charged on Tuesday in the USVI because the USVI is part of the US, right? It's a territory owned by the US. So, uh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was, <laughs> she made it there and she bought a ticket from there now to go to Miami because I guess she's saying, well, if I made it into the USVI, I will make it into Miami too. And it, <laughs> Ah, oh boy. You know, sometimes it's just stay where you are. Just, just stay where you are. Scotiabank has announced that it has adopted a new standard for parental leave for its employees. And this story comes to us also out of Jamaica, courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. The enhanced offering will include increased fully paid leave for all parents welcoming a new child, including both adoptive parents and parents who have given birth. Maternity leave will be increased to 14 weeks, up from 12 weeks, while all fathers and adoptive parents with a new child will receive four fully paid weeks of parental leave. Makiba Bennett Easy, Senior Vice President, Human Resources, shared that in line with the bank's winning team strategy, the expansion of its parental leave program and several other wellness initiatives have recently been implemented for the benefit of Scotiabank employees. 
There is also a wealth of information that illustrates the benefits of paid parental leave, not just for parents, but also for children, the wider community, and for companies. Proudly hailing the implementation of the new policy and the bank's important role in serving its team members, Audrey Tugwell-Henry, who is president and CEO of Scotia Group, said, We value our employees and therefore we actively strive to engender a sense of belonging and well-being as we cultivate a great place to work. We believe that as our employees grow their families, providing our support is both important and beneficial to them. I applaud you, Scotia. Okay, good job for upping it by two weeks and fathers getting um, at least four weeks. Um, what I will say, though, Scotia, can we up the pay too? You know, up the pay while you're at it. Um, yeah, especially for the tellers. Please up the pay, Scotia. You know, I'm pleading for them. I'm good move. What I will ask for, though, for more time for adoptive parents. What if the adopted child is a baby can we get more time you know so that there is bonding i think four weeks is not enough because it's an adoption that's my opinion but what do i know our next story world athletics rejects jamaica's under 20 girls four by 100 meter record the world record of 42.58 seconds set by jamaica's under 20 girls four by 100 meter relay team and of course, this was done at the 49th staging of the Carifta Games in Kingston on April 17, has been rejected by World Athletics because the relevant local authorities, listen to this, failed to drug test all four members of the team. News of the shocking development began circulating Wednesday afternoon, forcing the Jamaica Anti-Doping Commission, JADCO, to admit that it had only tested three of the 14 members. JADCO has sought to explain why all four members of the team were not subjected to doping control. The event was won by the Jamaican team, which was comprised of four female athletes. They completed the race with a world record of 42.58. Doping control was conducted immediately on three of the female athletes, Jadko outlined in a statement. Since one of the athletes was already tested on the 16th of April 2022, a urine sample was not collected from this athlete on the 17th of April 2022. It is customary and in Jadko's best practice in competition that if an athlete is tested today in competition, she said the athlete would not be tested the following day, Jadko claimed it was instructed to carry out a specific number of tests for each day of the three-day championships that were held inside the National Stadium. It said the Jamaica Anti-Doping Commission was contracted by the Jamaica Athletics Administrative Association to conduct 18 urine samples throughout the 49th staging of the Carifta Games. The commission was advised to carry out six urine tests per day with testing being done on any athlete who achieved a national or world record. On April 16, 2022, six athletes were tested. Three Jamaican female athletes, two male Jamaican athletes, and one male athlete from the Bahamas. Someone's mic is open. Someone's mic is open. Six more athletes were tested on April 18, 2022. Three Jamaican male athletes, one Jamaican female athlete, and one male athlete from Curacao, and one female athlete from the Bahamas. 
Jadko said in the future, it will ensure that all athletes breaking records are tested. The Jamaica Anti-Doping Commission has recognized that World Athletics has declined to accept the result of the record-breaking performance of Jamaica's women's under-24 by 100 relay team. Okay, the the quartet of Serena Cole, uh, please allow me to finish reading, please. The quartet of Serena Cole, Brianna Liston, and twin sisters Tia and Tina Clayton set the record of 42.58 seconds, which has been denied ratification. Of note is that despite the setback, Jamaica still holds the record in the event with a 42.94 seconds that was set at the World Under-20 Championships in Kenya in August 2021. On that occasion, the quartet included Serena Cole, Tina, and Tia Clayton, and Karika Hill. All right, I know someone was trying to say something. Go right ahead. Yeah, moments. Um, good morning to everybody. Good morning, Fabian. Good morning. When, when I first read this post, uh, this is so inexcusable. These young ladies deserve much better. Uh, somebody dropped the ball. Um, you know, all these bylines, uh, all these guidelines and laws, they're, they're written. So um, I hope the truth comes out. But these young ladies who set the world record... Uh, they deserve better. So I don't know who dropped the ball. Uh, Jamaica Anti-Doping Commissioner is saying one thing and the World Organization is claiming another. But how does this happen on that level is just beyond me. And I'm very disappointed. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fabian. And I'm in total agreement with you. I think it's sheer carelessness. It is sheer carelessness that this is this medal, this accomplishment is going to be taken away from them because someone dropped the ball as you just said it would be best for them to test more than the six people and i'm saying that because remember when usain and the jamaica team was winning at the olympics remember they came under heavy scrutiny right they have to be on something they would pop up at usain bolt's house unannounced for him to do drug testing, Asafa Powell, and the rest of them. Random drug tests at any given time. They even went as far, I don't know if you all remember the story, they even went as far as to test the yam because they said something is wrong. It's impossible for them to be able to perform the way they did. Drugs has to be in their system somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's just impossible for us to be that good through training. It's what the Jamaicans are gifted with. That's a gift that they have. And you can't take that from them. It's a God-given gift. What they do is they build on that. They hone that. They practice. They train hard. So, Jamaica, you blundered. The Jamaica Anti-Doping Commission. But you know what, um, Fabian? Everybody's going to do a CYA, right? everybody's going to do a CYA and try to blame somebody else because nobody wants to go on the chopping block because somebody's going to end up on the chopping block for this. But people are going to scramble and see how they can prevent that from happening by not take accepting responsibility. They dominated at the Carifta Games. They did very well, if you ask me. But I am glad, though, Fabian, that they still hold the world record from last year. Can't take that from them. 
No, you cannot. Hold your heads up, ladies. Don't worry. You're going to come back stronger than ever. Every great athlete has had some setback. Usain had his setback. Remember when he did the, uh, was it a false start? He did out of the stands. Which race was it? And because of the false start, am I the only one or am I having dementia, a dementia moment? Hold on. He had a false start, right? He had a false start. I think it was a hundred meter um, thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm not losing it all together. Good. So he had a false start, disqualified from the race, but he came back. So I will say this, no losses, just lessons. Learn from it, Jad Cole. Learn, learn, learn from it, Jamaica Athletics Administrative Association. Learn from it. Ladies, I'm sorry you had to go through this. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. I'm sorry you had to go through this. Because the first thing people are going to say is, and I guarantee because we know how human beings are. I bet you something was wrong with one of them. Why they didn't want to test that one. Human nature. That's what people are going to say. But guess what? You're going to rise up like the phoenix that you all are. You're going to shine again. Don't let this get the best of you, all right? Those are stories out of the Caribbean corner. And we do have our story out of Latin America. At least 11 dead, 33 missing after Hurricane Agatha's hit on Mexico. Hurricane Agatha left at least 11 people dead and 33 missing in the southern Mexico state of Oaxaca. I, I hope I got it right. I can never pronounce it right. It's spelled O-A-X-A-C. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Thank you. See, that's why I got to love my people. Oh, man. Who's that? Who's Oaxaca. that? Who's that? Oh. Sunet. Why you sound so far away, Sunet? Because I'm driving now. Okay. Oaxaca. Thank you. What Sunet said, folks. What Sunet said. Where it said all flooding and landslides. Governor Alejandro Murat said on Wednesday, more than 40,000 people in the state have been affected, primarily along the coast and in the mountains just beyond. Agatha was the strongest hurricane since records have been kept to come ashore in May in the Eastern Pacific. You know what I struggle with, Sunet, and I have no problem putting my, 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 my um, deficiencies out there. I struggle with those states or the names that are derivative of Mayan, the Mayan culture. I find them harder to pronounce. I get tongue-tied. So forgive me, folks. <laughs> I only know Oaxaca because I heard about it a lot. My ah. mom used to go there all the time. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you heard about it a lot. Thank you so much. Um. Also, and this, this next story is kind of interesting to me. The U.S. is to allow more flight routes to Cuba in latest restriction lift. The administration of United States President Joe Biden has allowed more flights from the U.S. to Cuba, lifting restrictions put in place under former President Donald Trump. The restrictions lifted on Wednesday by the U.S. Transportation Department removed a ban on U.S. airlines and chartered flights flying to major cities outside of Havana, including Manzanillo, Matanzas, and Santiago de Cuba, uh, Cayo Largo Cienfuegos, Cayo Coco, and others. This Biden administration had announced in May a plan to lift a raft of restrictions imposed on the Trump, who had sought to undo efforts by former President Barack Obama, under whom Biden served as vice president to normalize relations between Washington and Havana in what was dubbed the Cuban 
thaw. On Wednesday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the lifting of the flight restrictions was in support of the Cuban people and in the foreign policy interests of the United States. It remained unclear on Thursday if any commercial airlines planned to fly to the newly allowed locations. Relations between the U.S. and Cuba deteriorated rapidly following the Cuban Revolution of 1959, after which the U.S. repeatedly tried to overthrow the communist government led by Fidel Castro, while continually tightening an array of sanctions on Havana. Relations reached an all-time low when the Soviet Union sent ballistic missiles to Cuba amid the Cuban missile crisis, resulting in a standoff that is widely considered the closest the world came to nuclear war during the decades-long Cold War. The U.S. has imposed a trade embargo on almost all exports from Cuba since 1962. In 2014, Obama announced with then-Cuban leader Raul Castro that the process to normalize relations had begun. The detente included the lifting of restrictions on family, remittances, travel, and access by U.S. banks to the Cuban financial systems. Upon taking office in 2016, Trump sought to undo many of the efforts, imposing a series of restrictions that included slashing visa processing, restricting remittances, scaling back flights and increasing hurdles for U.S. citizens seeking to travel to Cuba for anything other than family visits. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo cited as justification Cuba's continued harboring of U.S. fugitives, its refusal to extradite a couture of Colombian guerrilla commanders, as well as its support of Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro. On the campaign trail in 2020, Biden pledged to re-engage with Cuba, although the pledge was complicated by a crackdown on protesters in the island nation in July of 2021 that prompted more U.S. sanctions. The restrictions lifted to date do not go as far as the Obama era thought and do not reinstate all the previously authorized categories for U.S. citizens to travel to the island. Among the measures announced in May, the State Department said the U.S. would lift the cap on family remittances previously set to $1,000 per quarter and authorize donative remittances to non-family members. The administration also announced plans to increase consular services and reinstate the Cuban Family Reunification Parole Program, which had previously provided a legal pathway for families to be reunited in the U.S. So here is why I kind of find this story weird. Summit of the Americas. Remember, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Cuba. Likely not to be invited. Why? Because the U.S. administration, the current administration, the U.S. government, does not agree with their policies right but you are lifting restrictions when it comes to travel and remittances i'm a little confused as to why then if you're going to take these steps to make the eases why not then just go ahead and invite them openly make the announcement that they will be included in the Summit of the Americas. Why not? 
it seems like a game. I don't know. Is it a tango? I don't know. What's going on? This move is for the people. The summit is for the government. They're, they're anti-government, but okay, people. That's what I heard when you were reading that. Okay. Anti-government, pro-people. Don't we think, though, that including them, and I know we have said this before, including them, couldn't that possibly open the door, even a crack in the door, to having better relationships with Cuba? Listen, the anti-Russian and, and China, and they, do, um, they don't stop from going places with them. Um, being in the same room with them, but when it comes to the the, the 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 poor Western countries, them like the Cuba and the Nicaragua and the Venezuela, you see a different treatment. It's all racism, you understand. And then um, isn't the restriction on Cuba and 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 all of that stuff is is a tactics they're they they they're using. You see the bigger picture on that. Dre, here is the, and <laughs> here is the thing that I find concerning. Yeah. You're willing to dance with China. You're willing to dance with Russia. But Cuba? Really? Which is no trick to them. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's I think it, it has to do with pride too, like American pride. Yes, um, James, you hit it right there. Yeah, American pride, because this all um embargo thing was Cuba was supposed to be worse than what? It is right now. That's what's supposed to happen to Cuba because of the embargo. But because they find a way to survive the embargo, and 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 trust me, as I said when we last spoke about this, when you go to Cuba, you'll be marveled because you you'd say Cuba is is in a better position than than Haiti. That's that that's not really under under any embargo, even though they're they're being ill-treated by um, the, the, the US. Um, you'd say um, Cuba is ahead of Jamaica too. Like even though Jamaica have all the technology, you know, with all the the Wi-Fi, the 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 the, the, the internet, all the stuff that Jamaica has, but Jamaica have that because of America, right? But Cuba have been able to, to survive, to to educate their people, to 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 use their meager resources. To survive and i think it's like you know america is like the pride like they don't want to just say like okay we give up now and it's almost like they want to see the the cuban government like drowning and the people drowning to a state like you know as i say haiti or ethiopia back in the days and then they they swoop in and save the day and then they're able to go in with with um all their people and and rebuild Cuba infrastructure buildings all of these stuff and just come out looking like the era but because that's not happening they're, 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 they're you know they're being stubborn and just holding on because Cuba is no threat to, to the US yeah, so it's, the, it's just pride but that's the plan now James and I wonder why they never um, eased these restrictions long time ago easing the restriction allowing Americans to go over there and having the embassy there um, work in the favor um of the United States, because once you have American on the ground, you know, it's easier to get in there when the people them 
just sick because we have interest there now it's easy to go in we can't even go in there because of all the foolishness that they're doing um with all the restriction and the embargo but opening back the embassy and all of those things yeah we have all right to go in when the people them sick of the government so i think it's I, I think it's a smart move um in in easing the restriction and i think it's a plan so okay. they not even, it's a plan. It's, I was waiting for somebody plan. to say that, Dred. No, no, I'm glad no, you no, said problem it. problem coming with a solution. Oh, hold on. Obama already had that plan. In a, Obama said, the old way don't work. We know it don't work. It never worked for over 60, 70 years, right? The Cuban people is holding strong, right? But if we ease relations and all of that stuff, um, you you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's easier for the people them to see a different way of life. And you know, America still already, they go secretly arm the people them, right? Or spread propaganda and all of these things to, 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 to get the people them on their side and arm who them for arm. I saw that plan then, Trump come and just derail everything, move the em- um, close the embassy. And I'm like, what the hell? And then it was last year when, when, when the Cuban people them took to the streets. I'm like, look at that. You guys can't even go in because you guys don't have no embassy over there now. You guys have nothing. It was a perfect time um, last year to go in there. You know, so I think they, 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 they're trying it again. But let's see what the Republicans do when they come in. I'm glad. This, I'm sorry, but Jerry, I, I think sorry, it's a sorry, plan. Sorry. Go ahead. It, I, it's I, a I plan. apologize. I apologize. And I'm done with that plan. <laughs> I, was, I do apologize for interrupting you because as you were saying that, um, Sonette did send me a message in the back channel and she said, check the chat. So Sonette's comment in the chat is destabilize the government by emboldening the people. There you go, Dre. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Sonnet, Sonnet, Sonnet can see through it too. <laughs> yeah, but, but moments, that, that's a hard... And, and that's why they haven't been able to succeed. Hold on years. one second, James. I think Alpha had wanted to say something. Go ahead, Alpha. Which I think I know Alpha is going to say. Create a problem, create a solution, right? Yep, that's that's what they always do. That's America for you in everywhere. Create a problem and then sweep in with a solution. A oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I was um, actually outside checking the truck Ooh. and doing a pre-trip. Sorry about that. It's yes. better now? It's killing me. I know about the truck life. It's killing my ears. I must say, I. Oh, better now? Are still the no, same? I'm gonna have to ask to close your mic, Afro. All right. Please, thank you. I do apologize, Afro. I'm so sorry, but it's killing my ears. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, James. Yeah. No. So, so what I was saying, I, I was saying that that's a, a, a uphill task for for the Americans, and that's why, you know, that's why 60 years because the the, the government, the Cuban government, is very strategic, you know, and I was. I was talking to someone when Obama was lifting um, some of the, the restrictions. Mm-hmm. And someone said, the, the person was saying that with the, the, the restriction, if everything go ahead to, to the plan that Obama had, um, Cuba, would, Cuba would be like a modern day Singapore. And the person was saying that the, the, country, that, the country that would be more, would be most devastated from the Cuban um, uprising would mm-hmm. be Jamaica. Mm. Would be Jamaica because um, Cuba, there, there's like over, there's like over three hundred million people waiting to get to Cuba. Mm. Just people just want to to experience Cuba because it's like a a hidden secret. 
you know something that you want but you can't attain it that's cuba to thousands of american travelers people that people that come from canada england wherever that that can go but if they go they they have a red flag on on their their passport when traveling to the u.s because when, when i traveled to cuba and i went to u.s after they, they kind of interrogate me so a lot of people are aware of that Mm-hmm. And so, so what the person was saying is that because the way how the government, the Cuban government structure everything, you see, like what happened in Afghanistan and those places, you know, they go and they destroy the country and then they send in American engineer to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Cuba doesn't operate like that. If any outside engineers coming in, they're working along with the Cuban government. It's not like, you know, Jamaica where the, the Chinese come in and they build highway and the government is hands off. Cuba doesn't operate like that. So any infrastructure boom, the Cuban government has to be in the forefront of it. And I think that's why they're probably negotiating behind the scene that we don't know about. But because the Cuban government operates a certain way, they, they're just all hardened because they're not going to be able to do whatever they want to do with the Cuban government. So I think that's a part of the problem. You know, I want to go to Cuba, James. I, I, and I'll tell you this. Every time... You're flying over Cuba. There's just something there. And I keep looking down and I'm like, I'm going to go there one day. I don't know if it's because of family, because um, I know I've said it before. My father, his mother's side of people, they left Spain, went to Cuba and then from Cuba to Jamaica. So some, so I know my father has family there. It's where I say my father, not me, right? I know my father has family there. And I would love to one day seek them out. But where would I go? I don't know. So I'm going to have to start doing some deep digging. But I've always had a spot in my heart for that country, even before um, understanding the quote-unquote craziness that you know the U.S. citizens like to call it that happens there. Because there are people who will never leave Cuba. Will never leave. It's kind of, and they are so committed. They're true patriots. Um, kind of reminds me of my dad. He will be here in the States, and after three days, he wants to go home. He wants to go home. He doesn't care how bad Jamaica is. He wants to go home. That's home for him. He, he, he was born, the town he was born in, he died in. Born there, died there. Lived there all his life. Traveled the world. Went everywhere. But he refused. He was the only child for both his mother and his father that remained in the very town he was born in 83 years never left except to travel would never live anywhere else and that's how those cuban people are die hard a lot of them so i get it but one day i want to go there people love their country i want to go there one Go ahead. Yeah, trust me. It's 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 a beautiful place. Like, don't like what what's been fed on. It's it's the same thing like with Africa. They show you images mm-hmm. um, that that will will kind of like even as a black person, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I want to go to Europe. I want to do this, but I don't want to go to Africa because I don't want to catch this disease. I don't want that. Right. I don't want seeing people naked and uh, you know that's what they show. But as I said, like being underground. Is a different feeling. You go there and you see like, how does these people 
Like, where, where I was staying, they have better roads than Jamaica. And that makes no sense. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. I left Cuba upset. Because I'm like, how a country under embargo has better roads than a country that's free? Right. You know? So, yeah, like, it, it's a beautiful place, though. But I will say this, James. The Jamaican government needs to wake up because since we know that something more is coming down the pipeline, and as you pointed out, over 300 million people waiting to go to Cuba, Jamaica needs to get itself ready, position itself, be forward-thinking, be futuristic with the tourism industry, clean up its act, especially when you think, you know, remember yesterday when we read the article that the U.S. has issued a travel advisory and named eight parishes, three of which are um, parishes for tourism, but named, remember the list? It was St. Anne, St. James, um, Westmoreland, Hanover, St. Catherine, Kingston, St. Andrew. There was another one, which was the Clarendon. They gave out the advisory that no one traveling to Jamaica should go to these parishes. And if they do so, they're doing so at their own risk, but should not leave the confines of the, the resorts that they're on. Do not take public transportation. Do not engage with locals. It was a whole, it, it's ridiculous. So, Dre made a valid point yesterday when he, you know, yes, it did hurt me hearing the news article, Dre. It did hurt my feelings. Made it feel away in my spice voice, right? But feel away about it because you love your country, right? And you look at what's going on in the States and you're like, how dare they say that about our country when it's worse here? But anyway, my thing is, the government needs to now be very strategic so that they can maintain their share, their market share of the tourism industry, right? Because once Cuba gets that green light, I agree with you, James, they are going to be flooded with tourists because people are always enamored with the mystery of Cuba and people want to go there and see it for themselves. What is it about Cuba? What is it? And that burning desire. So Jamaica, wake up. That's all I'm going to say to the Jamaican people. Oh, my is Jamaica. No, <laughs> uh, no. It's a reason the point right now. I think I can't work. Well, whenever you swallow my breath anyways. But, you know what I mean? I mean, come on to certain things. But Jamaica, Jamaica don't owe nothing. So as long as they don't depend on the US, they must just be a little good, a good little boy, a good little dog. <laughs> I just... You know, make it master, treat it any type of way. Plain and simple. Oh, I don't have gosh. nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> so they can't get no talk. I don't like China where can't tell America, say, yo, go jump off a one cliff. Or if you tell me well, what I do to my citizen, when you over here, I do this and I do that. Jamaican have them backbone there, because they don't have nothing at all. You know, China have everything. So America can't really do nothing to China. Like, be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because we all know, say, everybody in a, in a dip will come on to China thing. You know what I mean? The Maoists are run to China. You know what I mean? Because all China set them thing. And Jamaica have none of that. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. So they must just be a good little dog and make America put sanctions upon them or tell them citizens, say, hey, yo, don't go to the country there, you know? And raise gay flag in them country, the embassy, and them can't do nothing at all. They just have to sit down and just look or just not say nothing at all. You know, keep their mouth shut and just be a good little dog. 
We do have to take another break, and after the break, it's time for Believe It or Not news. Uh, I don't cut you, Chef. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, but you remember when Obama left that um, when he allowed cruise ships to go? Mm-hmm. How many people went to Cuba? Mm-hmm. And I believe he was helping the Cuban people and it the was. citizens. I think I believe so because you know. So I don't know why. What's the name? Change that. Um, Trump. His name? Trump. Oh, Trump. Yeah, he changed that. But I think it. Was, I believe it was a good thing because it helped a lot of the Cuban people. Because I know a lot of Cubans. I knew some of them. Yeah, they're angry over it, but most of them, they loved it because they could have sent money to their family because they're all uh, Western Union, whatever it was, Western Union. Western they Union. Yeah. To them and you know people go cruising there, and it was good. I think it was a good thing. You know so. Sometimes we have to really think about the people there as well. I know some of them is not don't want to leave. Some of them wants to leave because of whatever reason. Um, I don't. I've never lived on the community. I mean, well, let me not say because. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you our family's experience with that. But go ahead. But um, I think it was a good thing, and I think it's a good thing for the Cuban people as well. Sometimes we have to think about the people. A lot of us don't think about, a lot of governments don't think about people, especially here. Yeah. So um, I think it was a good thing. All right. Thank you for that, Marlon. And we do have to take a music break. After this, after the music break, rather, it's Believe It or Not News and Entertainment News still to come. Here is a little more of Beresford Hammond. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, yes, oh, hey, 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 yeah, baby, dance, baby, dance, baby, dance, little more for me, yeah, oh, yes, sir, I've been watching you across the room, wish I could tell you how I feel, if I could get closer, a little bit closer, then I'd show you the deal, yes, all night I've been a Type and then you're inside and then I'm alright Cause you're so clean if you know what I mean I mean to hold you and never let go You need to be Here in my arms Hey baby, my shoulder You need to be Let the waiting be too long Can hardly wait a minute more Say excuse to the crew you're with Come feel rubber duck hardcore All night I've been uptight And then you're inside And then I'm alright Because you're so clean If you know what I mean I mean to hold you And never let go You need to be Head on my shoulder, your nature be here in my heart. Yes, dance for the moment. Dance in the meantime. 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it's time for Believe It or Not News. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate that. I want to be closer to you. Before that, you heard Barry Hammond in my arms. Michigan mother and her three young children found shot dead in home. Surviving daughter says she's in total shock. Michigan community mourns the loss of a mother and her three children after they were found dead from apparent gunshot wounds inside their home. On Friday, the Macosta County Sheriff's Office responded to a call of a man with a gun and shots being fired at a residence in Macosta Township. Upon arrival, officers discovered three children, all under the age of 10, and their mother dead. The three young siblings have been identified as um, six-year-old Caitlin Gillard, four-year-old Ronald Gillard, and a three-year-old Joshua Gillard. The police confirmed in a release on Monday their mother, 40-year-old Dawn Gillard, who was also killed presumably by their father and husband, a 51-year-old male, who is then believed to have turned the firearm on himself, leading to a gunshot wound to the head. The suspect was transported to Spectrum Health Big Rapids Hospital and then transferred to Butterworth Hospital in Grand Rapids before being transferred to the University of Michigan Hospital, where he remains in critical condition for his injuries. The male's name is being withheld until he is arrested and formally charged. Sheriff Brian Miller added that in the news release. In the near future, information will be limited so as not to jeopardize any future criminal proceedings and out of respect to the family. No matter how much you prepare for something like this in your line of work, it is never easy. It sticks with you. Our hearts go out to the remaining family members who have to go on with their lives, not having their loved ones be part of it, Sheriff Miller tells people in a statement. Wow. Um, If he, you know why I'm not going to jump and say he did it? And you're probably going to say, huh, you're crazy? I guess I'll watch, I've watched the movies, right? And you've seen where people will set up, right? Kill the person and then 
yeah i don't know i'm probably let me let me wake up 11 27 where i'm at let me wake up i don't know but if he's the one that actually did it he should have he didn't point the trigger right he didn't he didn't why did he not die two three young children three young children but at the same time I'm going to be a little hypocritical and say I'm glad he's alive so now we can try to get a better understanding of why he would do that and possibly could be a good case study for, for those who, go, who are going into the field of psychotherapy. Am I weird for saying that? I don't know. Because I'm always rattled and confused as to why someone would kill their spouse or their partner and their children i i still can't wrap my head around it why would they do it so yeah i am glad he's alive yeah so i can have some answers what was the reason yeah i i think i think if he wanted to go ahead and do that he should have killed himself first and then kill them after i always make that statement to james kill yourself first and then kill everybody else after yeah but i want to know what is the reason why would how can you look at your own children your own children selfless helpless a three-year-old a four-year-old and a six-year-old and you kill them you point a gun at them nothing in you says no don't do this nothing Well, was this his girlfriend or his wife or his, his wife? It seems as though it's his wife because um, their mother, 40-year-old Dawn Gillard, um, was also killed presumably by their father and husband. So she's the husband. She's the, yeah, he's the husband. I can't, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. What could it be? What would enrage you so much that you would just kill everybody in your family, your own children? And then could it be that after doing the horrific act, you realize and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did, just did that. Let me go ahead and kill myself too. Is, could that be it? What goes through the mind of someone like that? I really would love to know. I understand, but you see what happened to you see when a lot of us get into rage and you know something might happen in the family it could be it's, it could be a lot you know but a lot of us don't know how to control ourselves and control is big and if something happened in the family and he's upset at the wife or wherever something happened okay something you hear some parents who say oh I'm just gonna kill everybody. You know, and sometimes some of them don't do it, but most of them do it. And it's it's sad, but we have we need to, it's control. We need to control ourselves and our rage because if we can't control that, we're gonna be we're gonna regret it. Because sometimes when you're angry and you're enraged and you just do stuff, and then you decide, to, oh man, I can't believe I just did that. You know, so control is big. Uh, we need to practice that a lot because some of us are so angry, even at your own family, and it's so stupid. And uh, sometimes the rage, what we get into, is 
something simple, something stupid, you know, and we need to learn control. We have to learn that because if we don't, it's going to be bad, you know, so that's all I have to say. Sometimes I feel like I'm more than just a man get, get up and I'm angry because of a family situation. Sometimes I feel like there are some evil entities, you know what I mean? Uh, take over people, possess people, you know what I mean? So, it, it, to me, sometimes it's both. Some evil entity, or as well as a man, and some people just enough to control them anger, or what if I stress, and then just, you know what I mean? Just snap and just do whatever, you know what I mean? The reason why I must say evil entities, I mean, look at the Amityville situation and cases like the Amityville situation, you know what I mean? But, you know, more time people are saying, oh, because they never see and they never really believe and stuff like that, you know, they're quick for dismiss cases like those, you know? But, so, to me, me feel like it's both because, you know, say, oh, you have evil entities, portals, different dimensions, and some evil entities crawl through and possess people. And, people do things as well as yes people just snap for whatever reason and just do things you know what i mean about anger and stuff like that so i believe a two different thing more time you know what i mean um, yeah uh i don't know i really don't know then this from one sad story to another North Carolina father and his four-month-old son gunned down at family barbecue. The suspects, the deadly shooting of a North Carolina father and his infant son over Memorial Day weekend, are being investigated by authorities. According to a Monroe Police Department news release, police responded to a call of shots fired at a Monroe, North Carolina house on Sunday night. Responding officers discovered Darian McClendon, 25, and his four-month-old son, Damari McClendon, dead. From apparent gunshot wounds when they arrived he was only four months old he was a baby and they took his life according to jasmine mcclendon who is darian's sister the father 25 who was killed um, the family was having a cookout when a gunman entered the property and opened fire killing her nephew we were inside and heard the shot she said and they were like grab the baby and then they all fell they were still shooting and the baby had blood all over him. Two other children, 9 and 11, were reportedly in the house at the time of the incident, according to WSOC-TV, though their conditions were unknown. This is a challenging time for our community and our officers in the face of this senseless act of violence. We're committed to bringing the perpetrator of this crime to justice, Monroe Police Chief Brian Gilliard said. You know what I'm thinking as I, um, what are your thoughts on this? gun owners i'm here thinking as a measure as an added measure since um it's going to be hard to get guns out of the hands of people who currently own them right we know that there are a lot of people who have guns illegally right it's um bullets where do they get bullets from don't they have to purchase the bullets from somewhere um or you can get bullets online the gun store okay that being said dre when you go into a gun store do they ask you any questions you have to fill out any forms anything or you just say give me a pack of that 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 and you pay for it and you walk out what's the process you pay for it 
they, 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 their job is to make a profit like any other business. They don't care. They're going to sell you the bullets. As long as, you know, um, the last time I bought bullets, they didn't, they didn't check my, I, they, yeah, they didn't check my ID or I think run anything. He just sold me the bullets. So, um, yeah. So it's that easy. Yes, it is. So then. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. That's the consensus, folks. It's that easy. So then what if they were to institute a different method? You want to buy bullets? We got to fill out this paperwork. You know what I mean? Well, you're infringing on my freedom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is America. I'm just you, trying you, to you think know it of, Yeah, but oh, I'm just yeah, trying easy, to. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about how we can minimize what's going on, because shooting is the order of the day. Killing is the order of the day. Whether it's mass murders, whether it's black on black crime. Whether it's people being angry about everything, we have a problem. And I'm just trying to think, you know, out of the box, what can we do? Because coloring in the lines is not helping, so we need to start coloring outside the lines. Uh, just a thought. Is it something we could propose? Is it worth proposing? You know something, Dre? Yes, may I infringe upon your rights, but really and truly, are we getting anywhere by not infringing on people's rights? No, we're not. <laughs> But, moment. Yes. <laughs> so, some would say it's not even their rights. Because in Texas, that's how some people eat. They shoot their food. They kill their food. Yeah, Javette. But at least if you put that on the paperwork for hunting, something. It for, granted, I could still say, yeah, I'm going to go hunting. But um, the hunting, if, if my memory serves me well, the bullets used for hunting do look different from what you'd put in a, um, a high, what you call it, AR or AK, whatever you want to call them. No? Um, yeah, I doubt anyone would use that machine gun type of thing for the animal because that would just tear up the animal. And, you know, that goes against eating it. I mean, the animal would be destroyed. Right. I think. Honestly, the bottom line is, I don't think, for me, normal people walking the street don't need such a high power weapon. Right. That's just the bottom line. I if you're not in the military, I don't even know about police officers. Because technically, if the weapons aren't there, you don't really need them. You know? And Javette, question. If you are in the military, you don't need to go into a shop because the military provides them, right? That's true. But a lot of our vets brought their guns home, too. Oh, they're no, allowed nobody, to bring them nobody home? Nobody actually checked the stock when they were coming back home from the Ooh. Vietnam War. Ooh, there goes another thing. I never knew that. So, but by right, they're supposed to leave them there, aren't they? Or was it that back in the day, um, Javette, they were able to take it with them? I don't really know what the law was back in the day, but my father's a vet and I know people around him and they brought their stuff back with them. Hand wow. grenades, Hello. all of those type of stuff. Sniper rifle. Wow. I didn't know that, Javette. That, I'm learning something today. 
Thank you, Javad. Go ahead, Naturalist. I think uh, I think I have the um, the right solution. I think it's be a balance. Let's ban ion capacity. Um, these um AR-15. Let's ban those guns, but then also make it national that you can actually carry a concealed weapon with you wherever you go. To me, that's a that that, that, that that's a great balance. Mm-hmm. And then now the entire country be armed. So hopefully, less folks will actually think about our robbing you or doing anything to because guess what? You might be armed. I, I think that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a great balance. Mm-hmm. And ban can, ban on those high power guns. And make it um, a national that you can just carry your your handgun with you wherever you want to go. Yeah. Now, how you get um, people to hand over the high-powered weapons that um, already out there? First, I would say you 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 open it up and say we would do a buyback program, and then you know if, if you have to use force, you use force. They use force for other things on us, don't they? No moment. If you use force, you want to overturn a World War III? Come on, we are talking about these people who love one man of a 50 gun, a family with kids. I take photo, photo up pictures with guns lined up on roof, guns on them foot, guns in them hands. Come, you want a World War III to place over here? Hold on, force? hold on. Didn't they take away Ti's guns? Yeah, because he. It, it, it was trying to buy guns. I think that's because he had a, a record. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Thank you, Javed. I forgot about that. Moments, remember, we are talking about these. Uh, we are talking about people where. <laughs> you know what? We live on the radio, so I try, try to find the best word, but I really can't. But I just mute off for now. Yes, yes. Maybe go ahead and press you. Yes. Go ahead and press Thank you, Apple. Ah, <laughs> somebody else has their mic open. I think James, was that you? Yeah, no. What, what, what I was saying, you know, what, what is interesting with all this thing? Um, it's crazy because when when Democrats are in power, um, gun sales go go through the roof. <laughs> you know, gun sales are like more than triple when Democrats are in. So it's like it's like the, the, the NRA, like they're it's almost like some marketing thing for them. Like they're playing this gun, this gun control thing does more for them terms of um flattening their pockets and i don't know if it's just a weird coincidence but um for the last couples of mass shooting that that took place in america especially with the school back to sandy hook it happens within the same month when the nra have their 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 big um get together i don't know if it's a coincidence or what but i remember with the sandy hook um i think ted cruz who's was speaking there um i remember um donald trump was was there or something but um yeah like it it, it just a crazy coincidence or i don't know but all of these mass shootings always co- coincide with um the nra big big um month event interesting that's an interesting point but listen to this other story now james 10 year old shot and killed woman who got into a fight with her mother Authorities reported Monday that a 10-year-old Florida girl shot and killed a woman who had gotten into a confrontation with her mother. According to an Orlando Police Department news release, the girl and her mother were taken into custody Monday night after LaShawn Rogers, 41, was fatally shot outside an apartment complex. The Florida Department of Children and Families took custody of the girl. At the same time, her mother, Lucretia Isaac, 31, 
was arrested on counts of culpable negligence manslaughter, child neglect, contributing to the delinquency of a minor, and aggravated assault with a firearm. During the fight between Isaac and Rogers, Isaac handed her daughter a bag containing a gun that she took out and fired two shots. According to the Orlando Police Department, any charges against the girl will be resolved following a review by the state attorney's office. According to court records, Isaac was still in jail up until Tuesday afternoon. Don't, doesn't Florida have that stand your ground law? The same yes, one do. that they use for, for, for Georgia. And ah, thank but you, naturally. Just, just going by the lady's name, she sounds black to she me. Is. Yeah, she is. She is. That's why you're top door. She is natural. Yeah, the rules are different. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Thank you for highlighting because I was I was waiting to see if anybody was going to bring that up. Stand your ground. What happened to that? What happened but to what that? She, what, what she did? She handed the gun over to someone else. No, 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 no. What happened? No, no. Okay, so let me go. Let me. Go. Oh, oh, somebody else was opening their mic. Hold on. Let me read it again for you. Um. So, the woman is in a confrontation with an, her the, another woman. She gives her hand back to her 10-year-old to hold the bag, right? Because the, the two women starting to fight now or whatever, right? The little girl goes into the mother's bag, pulls out the gun, and shoots the woman that is fighting her mom. Yeah, man, I murdered that um, moment. Come on, guys. The, uh, I mean, the little girl ah. is protecting her mom, yes, but... Um, uh, hold on, Dre. There was no harm to the little girl, though. But the girl is protecting her mother. Was there harm? Yes. Was there if, harm if, to if, if, if the mother was the one that fired a shot, it, 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 it would be okay. But it's a bystander. Even though it's the, the daughter, it's a bystander that fired a shot. You can't do that. So why are they charging the mother with, with culpable negligence, manslaughter, child neglect, contributing to... Because she's black, though. Because she's black. Uh, and because they can't probably carry charge a child. But why wouldn't... Why can't that fall under the umbrella of stand your ground? That's the argument right now. Why not? It's in self-defense. Dre, it's in self-defense. But technically, can it be self-defense if it's not you? If it's, if, if it's you that if it's you fighting and you fired a shot in self-defense, but up. someone else fired a shot. I don't think she should be charged for it, though. That's wrong. But someone else fired a shot, so that's not self-defense. Dre, did you hear about... She should get off, though. Let, she should get she off. She should get off. Let me ask you a question, Dre. I don't know if you were in Florida when this happened. Marlon, you can refresh my memory because... The, the, the details are a little sketchy for me in my head right now. But there was an incident with a man, a white man and a black man. I think it happened up in Davie, right? That's in the Fort Lauderdale area for those who don't know. They, there was an agreement to exchange money for some product. Something was to be exchanged. I don't know if it was a phone or something. I can't remember. They were to meet at a... Um, public location i think it was a pharmacy which one I'm not sure again remember details are sketchy in my head the white man felt threatened by the black man black man didn't have a weapon or anything but he shot and killed him and he was able to use stand your ground in his defense say something jay Right, but I'm trying to figure out why he shot him just because he felt threatened. Just because what, what he did felt the black threatened. Man do? Nothing. 
Nah, man. The, the black man just can't just throw the nut, man. What? Hold on, hold on, Dre. Marlon, do you remember that incident? Because I remember us having a heavy conversation about it. Some altercation have to went on. No, Dre. There was no physical altercation. Dre, there was no physical altercation. None whatsoever. I, I will have to read that story. Dre, Dre, what on the quick question? A, a, a quick question, Dre. Which way you live? Um, no. Uh, yeah, United States, Florida. right? Florida, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, no, I'm just so, no. It has to be something like you can't just get up and just shoot somebody. Dre, Dre, this is America. Dre. Look how much time that happened. Hold, Go through moments. Hold on, yeah, because yeah, the truck, your truck, your truck, your truck. Was it was me. was it that he's in his car and and he felt threatened that uh, he was gonna get robbed? It has to be something like okay, he was coming in the car. I'm getting robbed. I felt threatened. Him, him too big. It has to be some. It has to be something. Hey Dre, I got a question Dre, here. Yeah, go ahead, there was a there was an incident um somewhere in Fort Lauderdale I think or somewhere in South Florida where there were teenagers they pulled into the parking lot parking garage they were playing their music a little bit loud gas station and gas station yeah. Jacksonville yeah somewhere, that one. yeah ahead. and them, and the man them just the man brother just shoot the teenager them according to the reports mm -hmm. right uh, many times I am in an elevator especially sometimes down the south and woman them are clutch them 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 bag. You know, you get the stairs. So um, I don't, I don't think it is so impossible to believe that nothing, you know, th there was any kind of altercation. You know, just saying. You know, sometimes you just preconceived notions about us, yep. the way we look, and they in their heads, there's a black man. You know, him look a certain kind of way, so I feel threatened. Yep. Thank you, Kevrock. Dre. That's what but happens in Florida. I'm telling you. You don't have to do anybody anything. And I remember when they, the whole Trayvon Martin situation was going on. That man targeted Trayvon and then flipped the script talking about he felt threatened. And that's why he interfered with that young boy. And he had the right to defend himself if he did. He had the right to do so. I remember when the incident happened in the gas station, the 7-Eleven in Jacksonville, Florida. The man asked the boys to turn the music down. They didn't want to turn the music down. He killed, he fired the shots. He felt threatened. Threatened how? It happened in Davie. Right at the, I, I can't remember if it was a Walgreens, CVS, whatever. There was no physical altercation, Dre. The man in my, here's how I summed up that situation. The guy was to sell him something. He probably didn't want to pay the guy or probably felt it was too much. And probably there was a, a verbal um, exchange. And then he goes, he, he shoots the man. They agree on the price. Ah, thank you, Marlon. You can remember better than me. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what they said. They agree on a price. And they met at the Walgreens and Davey, right on, right on the university, sorry. And when they, when they agree on the price, the guy didn't want to pay the price on whatever they agree on because the, the guy was saying the stuff wasn't basically new or whatever it was. So that the other, him and the guy, the guy started walking away. So, okay, no problem. I'm not going to sell you my stuff if you're not going to pay the full price. And he shot him because the guy was trying to walk away and say, hey, you're not going to pay whatever the price is? Okay. 
cold. No problem. Right, but what happened after in the case? He, he did anybody follow the case? He got off. He got. No, no, he, no, 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 no. yeah. He, the, the guy got off because of stand your ground. Exactly. Because he wow. claimed they got, they have um alt altercation and but there was none. They yes, they were talking and you know fussing back and forth, but there was no physical touch. Thank you. Money and then he just shot the guy. And said he stand his ground because he felt threatened, you know. Because just like if I'm driving past, say I'm on the road right now and I see Dre looking at me a certain way, and I feel threatened. In Florida, I can shoot you because I feel threatened. You were threatening yeah. with you. Well, what I, what what I can say with 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 that explanation, probably he could win. Yes, because the guy is walking back to his car. You don't know if the guy is going to go in, in the car for. Um, his weapon or whatever. So what, yeah, but oh, <laughs> stands your ground, stand your ground in Florida, right? <laughs> so, but but the thing is, the thing is with the 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 lady. Um, I think if she have a good lawyer, she will get off because she, she didn't fire that shot. She needs to get off, in my opinion. But are they going to charge your daughter? She's ten years That's old. That's the question. It That's doesn't question. matter. Are they going to charge for murder? I mean. If their mother gets off, they, they, they're going to want to charge somebody. I would yes, say, they're going to want to charge somebody. Here is my stance on it. The daughter is protecting her mother. It's just as if, I, you, let's say Marlon and I are somewhere. Marlon, you get into a fight with somebody. I feel the person going to kill you, so I'm going to kill them before them kill you. That's how I look at it. It's war, isn't it? Kill or be killed? Isn't that what you do in war too? You kill the person before they kill your 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 um counterpart. I I think I think they should just come out up front and say you know what there are two set of laws there are one for like um so called visible minority, and one for everyone else and just make people stop walking around thinking that they live in a free country you know. I never thought this was a free country. And I've been saying it, but nobody listens to me. This is not a free country. Because how can stand your ground work for some, but not for others? This is America. Right? How can that be? Impossible. And we do have to take a quick music break. Y'all I, 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 oh, got me stammering this morning. Makes no sense.
logged on to qmzradio.com janoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i am moments with me and you are listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern i have to say thank you to all our listeners who tuned in on future fm 98.9 in the bronx westchester and mount vernon QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. So we just heard from Barris Hammond, I Feel Good, and Gregory Isaacs, rumors I'm spreading, yep. Of course, um, entertainment news, we're not going to be able to do that today. I'm going to have to push that to tomorrow because we are pretty much out of time, folks. But I will tell you this, coming up tomorrow for entertainment news, we're going to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith opening up about the Oscar slap and says her deepest hope is for Will Smith and Chris Rock to reconcile. <laughs> I don't know if anybody had the chance to see the snippet of it, but I, I, I was tickled. I was like, really, Jada? Really? And she's hoping that they'll have the time to heal. And then we're also going to talk about the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's being over. Who will be the next queen of daytime TV? Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please 
be safe. And I look forward to seeing you all here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh, and tomorrow we do have the Friday Mix with another DJ, Mixmaster Kevon. 15 minutes. It's the kickoff of the Summer Party Series. Um, please be safe wherever you are and wherever you go. Please do that for me. 